Welcome to the IncoTerms 2020 Rules Series by Trade Finance Global. Part 12. Cost Insurance and Freight, CIF. One of the rules for sea and inland waterway transport. The seller arranges carriage of the goods at their expense from the port of loading to the destination port very commonly used by banks, very commonly used by freight forwarders, very commonly used by traders who find it's all working fine and they're not going to change. I'm Dipesh Patel, editor at Trade Finance Global, and today we're joined by Bob Renai, who joins us actually halfway through his world tour on the Incoterms 2020 rules launch. Bob's a member of the ICC Incoterms 2020 drafting group. And in the final part of, I think it's a 12-part series, we're discussing the Incoterms rule CIF, which stands for Cost, Insurance and Freight. And one of the most commonly used Incoterms for sea and inland waterway transport. Very keen to find out a bit more about this, particularly with the 2020 changes especially around insurance. And I think it's important for buyers and sellers to consider and know those key differences between 2010 rules. So Bob, without further ado, over to you. Who are you? Where are you from? And what is CIF? Hi, Depeche. I'm Bob Ronai. I'm a member of the Incoterms 2020 drafting group. And I had the wonderful opportunity to have an input into the drafting of the 2020 rules. I live in Australia and we are surrounded by water, therefore all trade into and out of the country has to go by water and the vast majority of it uses trade terms which the Incoterms rules tell us not to use, that is FOB, CFR, CIF. So what is CIF? It's cost insurance freight. It goes back to the sailing ship days. It's Origins are when people carried goods on their shoulders up the gangplank and deposited them in the hold of a sailing ship. It's still used, according to the Incoterms 2020 rules, only for bulk or break bulk transactions. That is where the seller can themselves load the goods on board the vessel. It's where the seller is not engaging somebody else, as in a carrier, to move the goods from another place. What happens before the goods go on board is irrelevant. The seller merely loads the goods on board. The ship's rail used to be included in the rules, but no longer. In 2010, that concept was removed because it was rather strange in the first place. It probably had relevance to the days when people did, in fact, walk the pallets, or not pallets, the sacks and bags and drums and so forth on their shoulders or on trolleys up the gangplank and past the ship's rail. But um, with cranes and containers, it's just simply not a viable thought. Now, CIF in the Incoterms 2020 rules requires the seller to carry out any export formalities and the buyer must carry out any import formalities and, should it happen, any formalities in a transit country. The seller arranges carriage of the goods at their expense from the port of loading 
to the destination port. The buyer bears the risk from the moment the goods go on board the vessel. This is all identical to CFR. The difference here is that with CIF, it's the I, insurance. The seller takes out insurance for the buyer's risk. In CIP, we changed the level of insurance from minimum to maximum because they were typically manufactured goods, goods that the public use and so on, goods that needed a high level of insurance. With CIF, brake bulk and bulk goods, less likely to need that. And as a result, we left the rule as Institute Cargo Clauses C, which is a small range of defined risks. Anything outside of that risk, that defined list of risks, is not covered by the insurance. Now, it's important to understand, this is the default level of insurance for the contract. If the seller and buyer choose to agree that the insurance level should be higher, then that is the case. It is only a default level of insurance. As with FOB and CFR, the banks tend to like the expression, rather they don't understand CIP, they want an on-board bill of lading. And the custom of the trade, if you like, is around the world, outside of um, Europe and uh, Central Asia landmass, that CIF is used all day, every day for container trade. It's a trade term when it's used like that without reference to the INCO terms rules. Should we have changed INCO terms rules, we could have made CIF suitable for containers with some well thought out changes to reflect the way that traders do actually think of it. Unfortunately, we didn't. So we left with a rule that a huge number of trades use, but not as per the INCO Terms 2020 definition of that rule. I regret that, I fought for it, but lost on that one. The simple fact is, it's an easy to use rule, it's CFR, plus the seller taking out insurance for the buyer's risk. Simple, same as CIP, the seller has to provide the buyer with evidence of that insurance so that the buyer can make a claim under the seller's insurance. Typically, that would be an insurance policy purely for that shipment or a certificate of insurance under an existing open policy detailing that particular shipment that will almost invariably show the seller as the insured party. So the seller needs to endorse the back of the insurance document with his rubber stamp and um, signature. And frankly, it need not be a rubber stamp. I've lately been um, downloading insurance certificates and they come in as a PDF. And all I do is place my digital signature on as the, um, the endorsee. Uh, with the name of the company printed on the back, and that is perfectly acceptable. So the old days of rubber stamps tending to go the way of the telex machine. It they will be eventually found in museums only. 
But CIF, yes, very commonly used, very, according to the Inco Terms 2020 rules, very commonly misused and very commonly used by banks, very commonly used by freight forwarders, very commonly used by traders who find it's all working fine and they're not going to change. So there we have it, 11 Inco Terms rules, 11 Inco Terms 2020 rules with some changes to the 2010 rules, nothing overly dramatic. We've added an onboard bill of lading suggestion, if you like, or FCA. We've changed the name of a rule from DAT to DPU, which possibly, well, does change the intent of the rule. And we've rearranged the articles within the rules to more closely relate to the way things actually happen in practice, just simply in the order we've placed the rules. We did in all of the rules add one article which shows all the costs that might be incurred in one article as to who has to look after them, whether it's the seller or the buyer. I think in a nutshell, that's probably what we've done with the Inca Terms Rules, apart from writing them now in plain English. And what I kept saying in the drafting group was, we must write these rules so that a person of an average education whose English is not their first language, maybe their second or third or fourth language, can understand what we are saying. And the feedback that we've got is certainly that this has been very much appreciated. People now understand what the rules are saying. Whether they choose to use them is an entirely different matter. Bob, thank you very much for describing that final Inco term, cost, insurance and freight, which is one of the most commonly used Inco terms for sea and inland waterway transport. I think it's important to note some of those key changes around insurance for Inco terms 2020 and the fact that this rule is pretty much identical to CFR, except the risk transfers to the buyer upon loading the goods on board the vessel. In CIF, the seller is obliged to take out the minimum level of insurance cover for the buyer's risk. Bob, it's been a pleasure having you on board with our Inco Terms 2020 series. And thank you very much to yourself for all of the work you've put in helping ourselves and also our listeners in providing some fantastic insight onto the key changes of these rules. Incoterms is a registered trademark of the International Chamber of Commerce, and this commentary supplements the ICC Incoterms 2020 rulebook, which can be purchased through your local ICC branch or online. Rules on the correct usage of the trademark can be found on the ICC website. For more information on Incoterms, visit tradefinanceglobal.com.